The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys in the SWBC studio. I'm Nicole Hutchison alongside Aisha Morrison and Jess Navarez. We got Tyler Smith that will be joining us in a few minutes. He's running a little late, but it's all right. Uh, but no, for now, we're just going to kind of touch on this Cowboys team what's at stake now uh heading into Miami of course the Eagles took a loss yesterday I saw you said what did you say fly, fly Seahawks <laughs> fly thank you You're Seattle so petty. petty I don't care you are I so loved petty I loved every second of it <laughs> I bet it was a fantastic game to watch <laughs> the, the very end the, the balance, balance. Oh, we needed it this week right <laughs> like we needed some zen yeah. and that was the zen was watching Philly take a big L on Monday night. But we cannot keep hoping for losses from Philly. We got to right. keep handling business. Gotta take care of business. They got to take yep. care of business uh, this week, next week against Detroit, then the following week uh, against Washington. So, uh, But, no, just with that loss, seeing the Eagles, uh, now they're tied at 10-4 and overall record, but the Cowboys still hold uh, the top spot in the division. Uh, just how big of an impact is that game? But how much more do you want to see from the Cowboys heading into Miami? I mean, I mean, yeah, we got a big test up ahead uh, playing an AFC team. Um, it, it balanced out a little bit with the loss to Buffalo and then Philly losing to an NFC team. Cowboys beat Seattle head-to-head, so that kind of evens things out. Um, it's going to come down to, I think, tiebreakers and strength mm-hmm. of schedule, if I'm understanding correctly. Yeah, so yeah. to your point, Nicole, they just got to take care of business. But I did I did see something. I do. I want to ask y'all. It, it they, I think I saw that if Dallas and Philly both lose a game, Dallas, it, Dallas gets the wins the division or something like yeah, that. Am so, I tripping? So Dallas has to. They can lose either Miami or Detroit. They have to win against yep. Washington. If in the Philly and the Eagles have to lose one more game out of the next three that they have. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I prefer obviously like an NFC game, which two of which are NFC East against the Giants, mm-hmm. and so. Preferably, yes, uh, you need the Cowboys to win out regardless just to help their yeah. chances and to help boost their morale. I, I think uh, Sunday's game obviously is going to take a hit on that a little bit. And um, <clears throat> now that we've had time to sit and process mm-hmm. and kind of watch what happens come December football to other teams, yes, week it, to week. <laughs> it, it really comes down to the wire. And so the NFC continues to come down to the wire as far as playoff seating. But uh, shout out to the Seahawks really helping that. <laughs> Cowboys out. And we yeah, really it was appreciate dope. that. It was really dope to yeah. see Drew Locke um, mm-hmm. and his story and his that, that interview was insane. Was, yeah, that that interview was uh, one of the best I've seen. He seemed so grateful yeah. and um, it was a yeah, it was it was dope when they got the ball. I know. I, <laughs> Me, personally, I was like, they about to go score, bro. And DK Metcalf was just yeah. so huge mm-hmm. in that drive. I mean, wait for them to put together a drive. I think their season is still yeah. going now. They, they're they playing for their life to some yep. extent, too. So, good for them, and uh, thank you. That's now, what, three us. straight losses for the Eagles? Uh, three. 
three. Yeah, three. Three. They're reeling. Do y'all think that Jalen Hurts' play is digressing, or do y'all think it's just um, this team as a whole? I What I think is going on is, is and, and this is based off his postgame interview, which I'm sure we've all seen and we've heard. That's very uncharacteristic of Jalen Hurts to come out and kind of talk about his team in that way, but that tells you that there's turmoil going on behind the scenes, not just what you see on the field. And so obviously I think that has uh, a bit of a domino effect with what you're seeing on the field. There's frustrations, there's concerns, um, and it's not getting any better. They're not winning out of those frustrations and concerns. And so to be Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's kind of playing hero ball right now. And we talked about this um, a lot just going back to last season, how that can definitely impact what a quarterback is doing when he feels like he has to be the guy with every single thing that he's doing, chasing the big plays. And so I don't I don't necessarily think it's just Jalen Hurts. It's a whole team effort uh, at this point. Uh, a lot going on in Philly, but um, it, he gets the brunt of it. Like that's just mm-hmm. the nature and the extent of being in that quarterback position. He is getting the brunt of it. Um it's just interesting to see how the cards have fallen come mm-hmm. the last three weeks of the season for them. Yeah, I mean, defensively, they have a lot of trouble over there um, in their secondary, and uh, teams are starting to be able to run the ball and move the ball af- uh, effectively on them. And you see the D.C. change. They switched mm-hmm. to match. Patricia told uh, Mr. Desai to sit down somewhere for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and then, obviously, offensively, mm-hmm. they miss Shane Steichen. He's doing some yeah. really good things up there with the uh, with the Colts, and I just I you're kind of seeing the impact of losing your OC, yeah. especially with a young quarterback that's still developing yeah. and figuring things out. I don't think that the the route concepts and some of the stuff they run are really helping out either. And then mm-hmm. they don't run the ball consistently enough, like which is weird because yeah. DeAndre Swift can play some good football. So I just think they're having some – you said it the other week, they're having some identity crisis mm-hmm. a bit over there. So it's like – I. Quite frankly, I don't care. Um, Nobody cared. Nobody cared when Dallas had guys down and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, and they had their own issues. So for me, I'm just, like, curious on how they adjust. But even if they get first – even if they do get the first place, how comfortable do they feel about being able to Mm -hmm. maintain it or to sustain having first place or that they can – that buy would help them, but they they might be the only one they get because they ain't playing. I mean, if the season were to end today, you have the 49ers that are in first place, Dallas in second, Detroit third, Tampa Bay fourth. Sorry, I'm – my fingers. Uh, Philly fifth, (laughs) Minnesota sixth, and then the Rams seventh. Rams Uh, sneaky. Sneaky. They sneakily putting some some stuff together. Whoever sees them in the first round, I think they're going to have their hands full a little bit. They're, yeah. they're, show, they're, they're showing some fight towards the end of the season. Sean McVay is out there, got those play, those guys yeah. playing hard for him. Yeah. And now we have a road test for the Cowboys. Man. We'll be breaking down this game over yeah. the next two days. But just real quick, um, I know McCarthy had said that, you know, you cannot be a great team heading into playoff football uh, sitting at under 500 in road games. And so yeah. that's something that's obviously a sense of urgency for this team. So how much would a win on Sunday just – play a part in, like you said, their morale or their mm-hmm. confidence heading into the playoffs. So you look the at the next, next weeks. three weeks and, and who exactly the Cowboys have to play. Mm-hmm. So we just talked about it. You have the Dolphins, the Lions at home, and then the Commanders on the road. Of those three teams, the Dolphins are going to give you your best matchup. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of the biggest game going forward. And it's your biggest chance to prove not only to yourself, but the outside narrative that road wins can be possible for this team. 
at the best time that you need to do that to yourself going into the playoffs where now more than likely you're going to be on the road and we talked about this yesterday I mean the cards are falling you know a lot can happen in the next couple of weeks but more than likely the Cowboys will have to play on the road come playoff time and to be able to boost that morale and that confidence within themselves get rid of that frustration and Mm -hmm. get just that thought out of their head of why are we struggling to win at home it's something that naturally is going to start eating at you as a human i mean that that's just part of how your brain works right something happens over and over and over and over again you start to wonder well why what's going on so Mm -hmm. what's interesting about this dolphins team um i talked about it this morning on the podcast i did with work um with adam beasley who's a dolphins reporter for pfn you you look at what the dolphins are dealing with it's a very similar situation of what the cowboys are dealing with right now and they have all season these two teams are pretty much in the same boat having the same issues self-inflicted wounds Uh, i think the dolphins are dealing with a little bit more stuff injury wise but a struggling o-line is what the dolphins are dealing with right now so their mo is really going to be who can come out of the gates fast who can make sure that they win this game because they both need this win to go forward and boost their morale go come playoff time. So um, to answer your question, I really just think when it comes down to winning on the road, it's it's a morale thing. It's a confidence thing. And it's a mental thing. Yeah. Get it out of your head. Get it out of your system. Go beat a good team and get it done. It's end the season on a high note with it so that way you can go into the playoffs and you feel high about it and uh, you know you can do it. Yeah, it only takes one. It only takes one mm-hmm. in football for you to – be like okay like this is to hold on to and to hold on to the fact that okay we can do this as far as re- winning on the road but then also too I think it's important that they win this week and then they have something routine mm-hmm. some maybe a change they made this week something to hold on to that they can carry into the rest of the season and then into the playoffs that they maybe adjusted and did well and they benefited from right now I don't know if they have anything to hold their hat on as far as preparation for road games because to your point it it hasn't worked out in their favor at this point so um also too when you talk about you mentioned their off the Miami's offensive line I think that's going to be a big part of the game mm-hmm. but um this is another coach from the Shanahan tree Mm. and I think that's important a lot of the stuff they do uh in the passing game and conceptually they can run the ball a chain is a dog um this defense will get a good test of run and pass Mm -hmm. and I I do think a lot of the things that they do the crossers and all that stuff is similar to some of the things the 49ers do and it's going to give you a good test again against a defense that can uh, be multiple (laughs) and um try different things to to get you off kilter so I to to Jess's point it is a good test and it's important that they go out there and win this game I'm it's important that they go out there and win this game. Yeah. Something that uh, we had C.J. Goodwin um, on Cowboys Hour yesterday, and he had mentioned that um, he felt in his eyes, because he was there at the game on mm-hmm. the sidelines, that when the guys found out that um, they had already clinched a playoff spot, they kind of had this like ease of mind type of thing um, or mentality and he feels like that's kind of what went into what happened hmm. in Buffalo and he wasn't saying it in like a mm-hmm. bad way right. well, he, he wasn't saying Careful it like now. yeah he wasn't saying it in a bad way he was just saying that you know I feel like you know they right. just went out a little bit too loose um, and that kind of trickled down into what sure. happened so they did the know game. because they said yeah, that's what he said Coach he, McCarthy said that 
they didn't know. I'm just going by what I was told. I know, what man. I what he had told us I don't yesterday. Know, man. He said that I'm apparently they knew football. this. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm just I'm just <laughs> relaying what happened on Cowboys Hour yesterday. You can go back and listen yeah, to yeah, the don't episode. Yeah, Nicole. I was like, don't. I'm listening to the episode from yesterday. If y'all want to go back and listen to it, but that's what he said. He said that I mean everybody has their phones. They found out um, before the game that they had found out about the playoffs. So. I don't know, but but regardless, um, I think that now that that's kind of happened, we have already clinched that playoff spot. I feel like now they can go in and just kind of have that ease of mind, like you mentioned yesterday. It'll be easier, yeah. you know, with that type of stakes. I also think, too, from talking to the guys in the locker room before the game, mm -hmm. they weren't just happy with clinching a playoff spot. So, yeah. you know, from what I heard and talked to multiple guys about is they want the number one seed. So it's not like they're clinching the spot – you know, in the postseason, then letting off the gas, being like, oh, whatever happens, happens. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Right? A hundred percent. And that was the vibe I got in the locker room, is they said, look, yeah. even if we clinch the spot, because at that point there was like eight different scenarios that could happen, mm -hmm. even before the Cowboys played, and that's what ended up playing yeah. out. Um, but they still want to fight for that number one seed, although now with the loss, it's very, very, very unlikely. Yeah. They're not just going to let up because now at least at this point you can still be in contention for at least staying at the top of the NFC East depending mm -hmm. on what Philly does, how things work out there. But all you need to worry about now is winning. Yeah. Win out the rest of your season, end it on a high note, and get this horrible taste out of your mouth from this loss because yeah. at this point um, – it's just going to be very interesting to see. You saw the response post uh, 49ers mm -hmm. in week six, I believe. And look what happened from that point. And that on. was really from a lot from the offense. Pivotal. And we're looking for a response yep. mostly this time yep. from the defense. Yep. Yeah. So to, to put the ball in their court, and I know that's Come such on, a weird pun. analogy there because we're talking about football, not basketball. But <laughs> to put the ball in their court of how you're responding is going to be vital and huge to tell you what kind of unit you're really working with yeah. in, in this team. And so, yeah, like you said, Aisha, the offense stepped up, corrected their mistakes, figured it out. This is really on the defense now, and I think special teams needs needs to do a little reflecting as well mm -hmm. uh, going into the next few weeks. Put the ball in their field, maybe? In their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball's in their <laughs> field, I guess. I was trying. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean, guys. <laughs> I was trying. All right. I appreciate it. <laughs> really, gonna, I appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and take our first <laughs> break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. <laughs> we know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby. The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. NFL Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl games are taking over Orlando, and the roster is up to you. Cast your ballot for the 2024 Pro Bowl games. Vote and send your favorite Cowboys players to compete in the Ultimate AFC versus NFC Showdown this February. Vote now at DallasCowboys.com slash vote. And you know what? There's someone here <laughs> that I think uh, finally... you should definitely vote for. Dog, you look so big. Oh, no, like, why are you so tall walking in, in here like In the locker that? room, you look big, but in the studio, you look... I mean, this room is, like, quaint. <laughs> <laughs> God. That's like the best way I can describe it. There we got go. we got Tyler Smith in the crib Woo. or in the podcast studio. This is a crib. This crib is studio. Yes. Same thing. Or in the stew. He's here. In He's, the here. Stew. He's here. He's here. Hi. Yes. yes. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. I mean, <laughs> I'm so here. <laughs> Blessed and highly favored. Okay. Oh. How y'all doing? Amen. We good. Uh, I mean, let me just start off with this. We're not going to dwell on the Bills uh, game too much, but just how's the mentality within the team now that you're kind of turning the page at this point? Of this? I mean, the guys are definitely still determined. I mean, it's always part of sport. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have those days where you don't get that result that you want. But, you know, we got a great season still ahead of us. And, you know, you got to look to the Dolphins and just just handle business there, I feel like. But definitely some great to learn from. Mm-hmm. I mean, adversity always helps people grow. So, mm-hmm. Definitely something great to go through for sure. What was something that you learned out of this game? I mean, just to stay in it. Like, I mean, that's one of the toughest things, you know, when you're when things aren't going your way and um, you know, you're fighting from behind, which is something that, you know, you can apply from any level of your mm-hmm. football journey, you know, high school, college. It's to just stay in it. Like keep on, you know, forging forward to win, you know, and when you don't get the result that you want, don't shut down. You know, don't point mm-hmm. fingers, you know, don't look for anybody to blame. You know, look at yourself and you know, say, What can I have done better? you know. You know, what could I have done to, you know, affect this result? You know, how can I move forward in the future to ensure that, you know, we don't got to feel that way again, you know? Yeah, we got Pastor Tyler Smith. Yeah. yeah. I know, I'm like, <laughs> hey, dang, spitting bars today. Okay, okay. Small okay. Small <laughs> okay, okay. So one of the other gentlemen that's on one of the other podcasts, he mentioned that uh, he heard Mike Solari the day after just still hype, like, like excited. Um New offensive line coach, uh, new feel, I'm, I'm assuming. Can you talk to us a little bit about Mike Solari and just kind of what he's brought to this room? Because we've seen improvement for you, from you, too. I just want to hear your thoughts on him. So, like, Mike, uh, I mean, best way to describe him is just energy, energy, energy. Like, he brought a he brought a whole different feel to the O-line room. I feel like he's probably, like, the way he coaches, like, the way he keeps everybody involved is probably one of the most dynamic things I've been a part of in a room. Because, you know, when you're when – you're, absorbing so much information and it's being told to you in the same way day and day again like it can get kind of monotonous at times and at least like I can definitely say the way coach Philbin used to kind of talk to us like you kind of be in there and you're listening and it's great information like the quality information is the same but the way he's conveying it to you like Mike Solari like Mike Mike he'll just like out of nowhere just start <laughs> slamming on the table and like yelling going like hey hey like making sure like we're involved like 
And, like, it's just so different. But, like, you know, he always – he's great about writing stuff on the board, always having our reminders, like, such an energetic guy. Like, I could tell, like, you know, just, you know, one of those quintessential, like, great dad guys. I'm like, you know, this guy's a great dad. Like, when I just hear the way he talks to us, like, (laughs) when I see some of the stuff he does, I'm like, man, it's it's funny, but, like, it really does have a purpose. And I felt like it has kind of changed the energy of the room Mm -hmm. for sure. Like, there's a big difference from last year. Thank you. That's awesome. So – it's so funny because the second-year players on this team, I, I think, hold such a special place in my heart because it was our rookie season last year, too. So we were kind of learning the ropes together, getting in the scrum together. And I remember last year, you and I had talked, and um, I, I just relate so much because I feel like this year there's just a different confidence when I talk to you. Even in the locker room, talking to you now, it feels like your shoulders are up, just very confident. And year two jump is a term we use in football all the time. But tell us about what the year two jump really meant for you coming out of your rookie season going into this year. I mean, I feel like uh... – after the first season, at least, like, a huge understanding was kind of game for me in terms of just, like, you know, how will the NFL season really be? Like, what are some of the things you're going to go through during the NFL season? You know, how will your body feel? How will your mind be, like, throughout the year and stuff like that? And so, like, I feel like uh, for any rookie who's coming or for anybody who's coming to a new job, a new space, meeting new people, like, there's a there's some anxiety that goes along with that. Like, you're kind of anxious because you're like, man, like, you know, what's going on? Like, you know, I'm here to do a job. Like, you know, how people are going to feel about that yeah. and then you know the expectations that are being you know placed upon you like you understand them at least I understood them and you know I was ready to commit to them but I still had so much to learn like you know at times like you'll make mistakes and like it's just one of them things where you really got to have a mindset where you know I just got to move forward like even mm-hmm. mid-game like if you just did some completely off the wall goober stuff like in the middle of the game <laughs> and you're just like, you're like wow like man like that shouldn't have happened but you just got to move forward and so it's definitely just a, a matter of stacking things and going into that second year like I understood so much more in terms of, you know how I had to improve my body in the offseason you know where I had to get more mentally adept at you know mm-hmm. understanding certain uh concepts and things of that nature as we went on throughout the season and so I was just able to it slowed down for me a lot for sure like understanding the cadence like having those nuances because there were times last year where you know we got our terminology in football and the stuff you know everybody does but you know they say something in the huddle from like 2020 21 and I'm just like I'm like what does that mean like, <laughs> yeah. and so we're running yeah. to the line and I'm just like you know I'm okay. in my stance and I'm like, I'm like I still don't really know what that meant and so you know I do what I do yeah. and get back to the huddle and you know, somebody may be looking at you funny, like, dude, what were you doing right there? Like, and you're like, bro, like, you said, like, you said that. Like, I don't know what that means. And he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, 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 that's from last year. That's on us. But, you know, coach is going to let you know anyway. He's going to be like, yeah, you got to sure. be locked in there. Like, you know, that's because everything that's in a playbook, like, you know, you're expected to know. But yeah. there are some things that. You know, aren't in the playbook all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, like, you know, they know that stuff and I don't. But just, like, you know, learning little stuff like that, like, it really does, like, mean the world. And just, you know, being more comfortable in terms of, you know, having that year of competition up under your belt for sure. What has been the most challenging thing for you um, from run blocking as opposed to pass blocking? Because I know out of Tulsa, you were dominant in the run blocking came in you're obviously one of the highest graded guards in that um area but pass blocking i think you're 36 graded guard in the uh, nfl right now uh, but just talk about one of the challenges uh with that i mean definitely um you know there's nuances to everything mm-hmm. and pass blocking run blocking you know coming into the league like you know a big critique on me was all oh, he get you know he gets penalties and things of that yeah. nature and so i had to learn how to improve my hands i had to learn how to strike and things of that mm-hmm. nature Pause. it's something you always try to like 
some of you always try to avoid in a league is ha- becoming stigmatized, I feel like, because mm-hmm. everybody in this league holds. Like, it's no mm-hmm. secret. Anyone Talk who turns on it. TV, yeah. everybody it, yeah. holds. And, you know, I might rant right now, but Go ahead. Things, <laughs> things are obviously, <laughs> so obviously not yeah. being called fairly. Yep. Yeah, and so sure. I take that as a, yep. you know, I take that as a challenge to myself. Because when you really break down the tape and you really see what's going on, like mm-hmm. these PFF grades, you know, all respect to PFF, you know, they do what they do. Yeah. And I guess they do it at a high level. But, um, <laughs> you know, you get one, you know, you get one penalty, right? Like yeah. you get a, you get a holding flag or something. And so your pass grade is now like from an 80 <laughs> to a 36 yeah. on one play. Yeah. Like yeah. And nobody else, like, you know, I understand it. Like you, that's why you can't dwell on these things. Like you yeah. can't dwell on these grades and stuff, but it's something that you just have to improve. You gotta be like, how can I get my hands inside tighter? How can I, how can I get to my fits faster? You know, how can I avoid, you know, him not liking what he sees? Cause what somebody else does, I obviously can't do like, yeah. and that's just, that's just part of honing in on your craft, just understanding. And obviously, you know, I, I might have to dial with some people mm-hmm. like and really talk to them and be like hey bro like you know I'm just trying to understand as a player you know trying to you know perfect my craft and be at the highest level of the game mm-hmm. you know what do you not want to see from me because it's obvious like you know I'll, I'll name an example right now first time we played the Eagles uh, game winning drive they call a false start on me for mm-hmm. getting a good jump off yep. the ball the tackle was slower than me I got off the ball fast than the tackle and that's a that's a penalty. That's mm-hmm. a game. That's yeah. almost a game breaking yeah, penalty. Right. So now instead of being at the six, we're at the eleven, and then you know a sack. So instead of being at the eleven, we're at the mm-hmm. seventeen, and so it's just like things of that nature. But Lane Johnson gets a good jump off mm-hmm. the ball every time, right? Oh, Sometimes he false starts. <laughs> Don't get me started. Sometimes he yeah. false starts a lot. Yeah. Jordan mm-hmm. Mulata false starts a lot. Sometimes, and I'm not even trashing their crap. That's yeah. part of the crab. Like yeah, it a, is a part of the crab. Getting yes. a good jump off the ball is part of being a good O lineman, yeah. right? Yep. And so when they do it penalty flags don't come mm-hmm. but when i do it you throw a flag on me so it's just like mm-hmm. you know i'm kind of yeah. looking around like you know i'm you know i'm trying to be the best in this game sure. right like yeah. you know you're trying to be the best and at the highest level of what you do right maybe i need to dialogue with them so that you know they understand you know this is part of my craft mm-hmm. as well like yes. getting a good jump off the ball this is Absolutely. something i do like yeah. you know being a little stronger than guys at times is something we do and mm-hmm. so it's just part of that, but definitely just improving your craft. And it's something that, you know, I'm just going to keep on up in my level so that, you know, the extenuating factors don't matter. But, yeah, that's definitely one of them for sure. And, you know, I can rant all day. No, no. we're like, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. No, we've been, we've been asking we've, for consistency yeah. in that yep. department for Absolutely. a minute. And if we be in. 100. I, I watched the film, and, and the one that you had this game might have been some yeah. BS yeah. too. But we're not going to go there. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's keeping funny. it honest, it's, keeping it yeah. honest to what everybody's seeing and keeping the conversation open. Yeah. It's, it's there. It's funny um, that you talk about your hands because your nick i nicknamed you coming out of college i na- nicknamed you pause because your hands <laughs> look at those are, things are insane and tyron you know tyron got right. big hands he got bigger hands than me speaking, I'm of, like, I'm like, Whoa. speaking of this is not my question but what does he are the grunts and stuff real yes <laughs> very authentic like very authentic like they're got powerful it. powerful sounds like, like, <laughs> speaking of that big guy one thing I've seen y'all be very <laughs> successful in this year that I saw some last year, but more this year, duo and combo blocks are really something that y'all are doing effectively. Can you explain to the people why those are effective, how they help out the offensive line, and um, just what you enjoy from them? Because it seems like y'all enjoy doing it. 
I mean, uh, I feel like the most important thing, establishing a run game in football is always super important. Mm-hmm. You know, the run game yeah. is built off of these double teams and combo blocks. And so just, you know, establishing that physicality is another thing. Like, you know, in order for the, the pass game to get started, it's important to establish a good run game because then the defense has to, you know, condense the box or spread the box out depending mm-hmm. on where they feel like they're getting attacked at. And so – with Tyron, you know, just being able to just just knowing the way he plays, like he's such a physical player. Obviously, like we all know, the dude yeah, is yeah. gonna be wearing a gold jacket when it's said and done. Yeah. And just being next to him and being able to like um, understand the nuances of it too, because I played left tackle for mm-hmm. a very long time. Mm-hmm. At least, well, I ain't gonna say very long. It's probably like five years. <laughs> when you're really taking down junior year, senior year of high school, and then three years of college, first year in the league, so about six. So I just, you know, I understand like at times where I'm like damn my guard kind of left me out the hang right there like <laughs> and so you know i'm knowing how he's gonna approach the block like i know you know in this duo block you know if i stand him up like you know tyrants can be crashing at 100 miles per hour like he just he won't be able to hold up and so i think that's where that that knowledge of playing both positions has really come in handy mm-hmm. and uh just getting vertical on guys is great too because picking up four four or five yards if you get four or five yards every time your oc head coach Offense is not going to be unhappy with that. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, like just advancing the ball, but definitely just you know being able to have that year of continuity up under our belt, being able to have a full training camp together and stuff like that has really just been great for that. And so, looking back at the last two years and and really reflecting on your journey, a lot's changed since last year. Mike's now playing, calling the plays, and um, you have a new OC. That's all trickling down into Dak Prescott's best football. What has it been like for you to see how Dak has really just upped his game and and taken the initiative to do that, uh, just working around him and with him? And what pride do you take in being able to protect him each and every time around the field? I mean, I take a lot of pride in that because, you know, you know, the success of the offense, you know, Dak's success. I mean, that's always the type of guy he's been like. You know, regardless of what, you know, the media is always going to talk, and I never watch the media, but just seeing just people being able to see how elite he is on, a, you know, the highest stage, you know, in the world is just crazy to me. You know, you take a lot of pride in being part of that. Like, the way we play is, a you know, a direct representation of how the offense runs, whether it be rushing, passing, et cetera. And so you just, you just take a lot of pride in seeing, like, him being able to be elite. You know, like, we want to keep that going. You know, we want that consistency. We want that continuity. So we know each and every week, like, you know, we got to keep up in our standard. Like, the standard is never going to change. Like, and if anything, it should only get higher. And so, you know, that's something that we want to continue to trend on because we know what type of player he is. Like, when he when he has the protection he needs, when he has the time he needs, when we're, when we're keeping the, you know, the completions and rushes, you know, that the percentage that they need to be, like, we know what type of team we can be in. So that's something that, you know, we're definitely going to keep going. And, you know, it's just, you know, it means the world to see, like, you know, how much, you know, adversity he's overcome, not yes. only in his, you know, career, but in his life as well. And yeah. just for him to be able to be, you know, at the elite level he is right now, like, it's just mm-hmm. it's a great thing to see for sure. It's just like, you know, one of his teammates and stuff. Um, when I first got here, uh, maybe the first or second week, I had asked you, you know, how much potential do you feel like this offensive line can have? And you said, I feel like we can be the best offensive line in the NFL. How much, and I know you guys had a hiccup this week, but you guys have been pretty solid the past five weeks before this Buffalo Bills game. How much closer do you feel like you guys have gotten to that point of being one of the best offensive units in the league right now? 
I mean, it's um, it's a crazy, it's crazy to say because you know the goal is you know to show up each and every week. Like I feel like that's what it is. Like consistency is the name of our game. Mm-hmm. Like you obviously you know what we do is in measuring the stats, but just showing up week in and week out. We've seen what we can do. Like, you know, it's on tape. And it's just, you know, it's a yeah. matter of us, you know, showing up and just doing that consistently. Because when we do that consistently, I don't think, you know, there's not many people who can play with us. That like, part, And so just continuing to improve, continuing to harp on the fundamentals. And it's something that you can never really get bored with. It's something that you're always trying to seek out. Like, because, you know, as you play, like you'll find something that works for you and then you'll have to make it better, right? Like, you know, it's like anything, you know, it's an evolving game. You know, players get younger, players get better, like things of that nature. And so we're always we're always on that edge, you know, always looking to what can we do better, this, this little much more so, you know, we can just be that, that best offensive line in the league. Because everything is, a, you know, it's a game of inches, like, yeah. you know. And we're, trying, we're really looking for what separates us. And I feel like the things we do well, we got to keep doing well. And the things that we need to do better you know we're obviously going to work to do better for sure and so i feel like that's really just part of it is you yeah. know attacking it every week so yeah um i think so tj bass um is a gentleman that I, I was coming out the draft i was so surprised that he wasn't drafted um he gave up no sacks no pressures last game had to step in last minute you've played the guard position clearly Tell me some of your favorite things about him and what he is as a player, because I know y'all look across and be like, "Oh, this dude, this dude, this dude can play." So, what are your thoughts on him? And so, uh, Amber Amber Garcia, she's another like one of our uh, like reporters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. She actually asked me at the end of the preseason. She was like, "Who do you think, you know, the most improved guy? Who do you think is taking a really big leap at a training camp?" And I was like, "Yeah, T.J. Bass for sure. Like, because wow. bro, he's such like he's so sturdy. Like, T.J. is one of the sturdiest guys you know I've ever seen. Like, he's sturdy." He has that rigid, like that rigid athleticism that you need in the inside. Good Good base, base, like good core strength, stability, recovery is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. For a guy who's as as stout as he is, as stout ability is, recovery is just phenomenal. And he's really solid in the run game. Like he moves people well, like he's able to get impact on the first level and move up to the second really well. And so he's just really like, you know, he's really taking that leap. Like, you know, he's one of those guys. And I think those are just some of the factors that make him special is just, you know, that recovery, strength, balance, and, you know, like his body composition. Mm-hmm. And so he's really, yeah, he's, he's really good. Something that, I've heard you talk a lot about is just how mentally you stay prepared and another reoccurring theme within this team is the why and what your why is obviously it's no secret wearing a star on your helmet you get a lot of scrutiny you get a lot of backlash and it's not always pretty how do you make sure that you stay mentally kind of locked in when the noise is loud on the outside and um I was creeping on your Instagram a little bit and I saw a post you made about your mama and I figured that's one of your whys but who keeps you going? What keeps you going to drown out the outside noise and just stay focused and locked in? I mean, my family is for sure, you know, a huge proponent, you know, everything I do. You know, I do everything, you know, for my brother and my mom. You know, I remember, you know, football has given me so much, right? You know, times were not always as, you know, great as they are now. And so I'm just so appreciative of the opportunity I get. And when I got drafted, it was one of those things where I was just like, you know, you never know how you feel, like, you know, until, <laughs> yeah. you know, until it happens, right? And so you're like, 
and you see you see so many guys who have been in the same uh the same path of life that you are who are in the same journey that you are and you're like you know they get drafted you know what are you going to do with that opportunity so when i got drafted you know i thought it was going to be highly emotional which i was but <laughs> not in such a um expressive way like i didn't really cry like i didn't and i was emotional so i was like damn like you know i might cry but I, was like, <laughs> I was like no tears though and so i was just like man you know how can i you know, how can I make the most of this opportunity? Like, you know, I've been blessed enough that, you know, I grew up in Fort Worth, went to North Crowley. Yeah. You know, I've been around this my whole life. And now, you know, you know, I'm my my hometown team's number one That's pick. Like, dope, you know, it's just, awesome. it's just a dope feeling to have. And I'm just like, you know, but this isn't where it ends. Like, you know, we're just getting started. Like, you know, the NFL is like... You know, this is the highest level of sport, but it shouldn't be your ending point in terms mm -hmm. of, like, who you want to be. Like, Talk oh, you know, I, you know, I made it, so, you yeah, know, it man. is what it is. And so I was just like, you know, I, I really want to make the most of this. You know, I want to be the best I can be. You know, I want to attack this the right way. I got all the right guys to learn from in my room in terms of how to conduct yourself as a professional mm -hmm. and how to be a lead at this game. And, you know, at my part of the game, at least, you know, offensive line and, you know, Zach and Tyron and, you know, Biaz and so many others. And so I just really, like, you know, I you know there was some adversity coming out of coming out of high school. Like I didn't have a lot of offers. You know, I had a big surgery. A lot of people, you know, for my from my point of view, lost faith in me. I was like, dang, like you know, I was third team Austin. I was, you know, I can ball. Like it's on tape, I can ball. But you know, coaches, you know, coaches, you know, smile on your face. You know, take the picture, exchange handshakes, and then they go back to the boss man. It falls through, and so Tulsa, you know, they gave me the opportunity. And for such a long time, I used to just be. Like, I was nervous to come out of Tulsa because, you know, I did all I did at Tulsa, never missed a game, did all these things to, you know, you know, prove or not even prove, but they, they were just things I felt like I had to do. I felt yeah, like that's yeah. what came with the deal. And then coming out, I was like, man, you know, is the NFL going to take me seriously? Like, you know, all these people have had these criticisms of me and, you know, you know, how they think my play is or, you know, who they think I am or how good they think my school is. And, you know, you got to take that leap of faith. Like, I was like, you know, I don't have a degree. Like, you know, my coaches told me. And that was the hardest part. Like, your coaches tell you, like, all these things that are kind of, you know, stacked. Some things that are kind of stacked in your favor. But then they tell you, like, all right, but, you know, this, this, and that. Like, yeah. you know, you're so young. Like, you know, you got years left. Like, you could, you could, like, when I'm hearing, you'll be here. Like, mm -hmm. when you could be here. And so, like, here in mind, and a young 21-year-old dude's mind, you're just like, damn, like, <laughs> You know, what am I doing? Like, you know, yeah. what, like, what should I really do here? Like, am I making the right choice? Like, and, you know, your mind can get flooded with doubt. But, you know, I have faith. And, you know, one thing I will say is, like, you know, I talked to my friends, but I probably called everybody. I was like, <laughs> should I stay in college? Should I transfer? Like, should I go to the NFL? Like what, like, what should I do? And, like, you know, people were like, yeah, bro, like, you know, you can stay in college. And the then voice people changed. were like, <laughs> And people were like, oh, bro, like, they're tripping. Like, go to the NFL, bro. Like, what, like, what are you talking about? Like, bro, I'm telling you, bro, I'm telling you. Like, and then other people were like, yeah, bro, like, you know, why don't you just, you know, you're already at Tulsa, this, that, and other. And so, like, you know, it was a hard decision. But, like, eventually, like, one day in the middle of the night, I left. Like, just drove off. And I was like, you know, this is what I, you know, this is what I got to do. And wow. so, mm -hmm. you know, I was just yeah. part of my journey. And I was like, you know, I, I, I stuck with it. I was like, you know, I'm going to make the most of this. You know, I'm going to do what I got to do. And, you know, I want to, you know, I want to be one of the best to ever play this. Like, you know, I truly do. And so it's up to, you know, it's up to each player, you know, to really give all that you got to. Because there are a lot of distractions, like, a lot. Like, you give you give any yeah. 20, year, 20 year old, like, millions of dollars to what they do. I'd be forgetting that you, I'd be mm -hmm. forgetting your nugget like that. Yeah.
Wow. Like, <laughs> give anybody a million, see what they do with it. So, <laughs> not really. And yeah. so I was just like, just keep the main thing the main thing is what I say. Like, you know, a roundabout way of getting to the, you know, the final answer. But just keep the main thing the main thing. We you heard know? you. Yeah. I love that. We, we love that. listening. Well, we had a great time chatting with you. I know jazz over here in my ears. And we got to take a break. <laughs> so, but no, thank you so much for hopping on. Uh, we are rooting for y'all this, this Sunday. Speak game. We, yep. we need a win. We're going to get a win, though. Yes, All right, we're going to take a break real quick. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. All right. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Demarcus Lawrence is the Dallas Cowboys nominee for the 2023 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide. Help Tank raise funds for Jack Prescott's Faith Fight Finish Foundation by casting your vote on NFL.com slash Man of the Year or tweet your support using hashtag WPMOY challenge. Voting ends on January 8th, so go vote for Tank. Yes. Right now. Go ahead right and do now. it right now while you're on this podcast listening. Vote, vote cool. for Tank. That was cool, though, y'all. That's so cool. sweet. Tyler Smith, man, with the word, of course. Uh, I just love seeing him grow. Y'all got a chance to see him, though, last year. Yeah. Um, But just me being here, and uh, he's been one of the best guys to actually talk to. So sweet. Yeah. So knowledgeable. And I was shocked when y'all told me that he, like, you know, didn't really talk last year. Yeah. Um, But, no, he's he's great. He's great. I forgot he, (laughs) until he said it. I, I sometimes forget that he's so young. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. that he is, he was one of the youngest. I, he's one of the youngest people to come in, if I'm not He mistaken. was one of the youngest in the draft yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it just, I think, period in the NFL, he's mm-hmm. one of the youngest players to be drafted. So, yeah, I know to hear him talk about his journey and um, also, too, to talk about some of the mental and emotional mm-hmm. turmoil that these guys go, go, you know, and how the opinions and yeah. all that stuff can affect them. You do have to, you know, be steadfast and have a good support system. It was kind of dope to hear him talk about that, mm-hmm. too. It's just so cool to see how much he has grown mm-hmm. in two seasons. And this is truly just the beginning. And he continues <laughs> to say that. 
I, I'm so impressed by everything he's done. Mm-hmm. But on, I'm talking on the field. I'm talking off the field. Yeah. The conversations that you can have with him, and you can go on and on and on because he just spews out so much knowledge. Um, whether you're talking about football or life with him, you'll always learn something from Tyler Smith, no matter what you're talking about. Even in, in the locker room, I'm like, let's see. <laughs> what knowledge do you have for me today? Just because he's so smart and mm-hmm. he's so willing to share that knowledge with you. And not only that, but he's always a student of the game. We talk about how important that is. You heard him talking about how uh, Tyron and Zach and Tyler Biotish just continue to be mm-hmm. resources that he utilizes, right? Yeah. He's He continues to have that, learning mindset and that's hard to find that's not coachable that's an aspect that he brings that i think is just so special and so uh i'm just i'm glad we get to show everybody sides of these players that oh, yeah. they don't necessarily get to see oh yeah, yeah. and it's not it's, done because we've got more cooking up for y'all right Hello. yeah it well, was cool to hear him talk about mike solari i think yeah, he's a guy that's important I'm he's glad a that. he's a hire that you know is kind of under the radar and and maybe hasn't been talked about in a whole bunch but i enjoyed hearing him kind of talk about Mike Solari mm-hmm. and, and the attitude different and the inner the energy, energy. and and, mm. and how um, sometimes it, it does matter when you're being mm-hmm. taught how information is being conveyed to you mm-hmm. and to hear mm-hmm. he, he's he was explaining how it's easier yeah. it's, dig- it's more digestible and everything but also to the the energy from he and Schottenheimer I think matters has mattered mm-hmm. for this offense as well so yeah I, I, I that was that was one of the coolest parts that just hearing him talk about Solari but me. it's not even just him we hear that uh, with all the players mm-hmm. about all these coaches they bring a different type of energy and you have to with young guys especially yeah. um in this league so I, I think it's pretty dope but I know that we've got to wrap thing up yeah we gotta go we gotta quick. go we're gonna have to talk we're gonna have to talk Miami and Cowboys tomorrow that's a wrap for today's show on Girls <laughs> Talk Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys we'll see y'all tomorrow This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?